Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, Launch podcast. On today's episode, I'm talking to Candice James, and we are talking about, you know, the mindset of launching, the beliefs we have, the blocks we have, the fear we have around launching. So you don't want to miss this. So stay tuned. Okay, so one quick note before we get into today's episode. Now, we all know creating content takes time, but it will be more effective if you already have mapped out your entire launch so that you know exactly what needs to be done, by when, and by who. Now, if you want to have a stress-free launch, all you have to do is sign up for my free Map Out Your Launch mini course so that you'll have a solid launch plan for your next launch. Now, you'll find the link in the show notes or you can go to www.kenwestgar.com forward slash launch plan. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar. And today I have Candice James with me. Welcome, Candice. Hi. Thank Hi. you. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit about the mindset of launching. We're probably going to dig into a little bit about the fear that comes with the launching as well. Um, but before we get into any of that, I would love for you to just tell us a little briefly about you know who you are, who you help, and how you help people. Cool. Thank you. So uh, you already mentioned I'm Candice James. I am a dream life strategist. I am an author, a coach, and uh, the leader of the YOLO revolution. So we only live once and how do we overcome the fears that hold us back from doing everything we want in our life? And uh, it's all a creation of the mind. And so I really draw on years of uh, mindfulness and meditation. I've got creditations in the specialized applications of mindfulness and meditation. How do we bring that in? Um, NLP. And I really work with my clients to help them overcome the blocks in their own mind that are holding them back from getting where they want to be, whether that's in business or just um, in life in general. Awesome. So yeah, you wrote a book. Uh, How was that? It was, it was fun. <laughs> Sometimes or all the time? <laughs> uh, over half, over half. Um, oh, that's pretty decent. Yeah, it was good. I, it, was a, it was a good practice for me to get out of my own head too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, uh, it was good. It was, it was fun. And uh, I've already got a second one in my brain uh, ready oh, really? to come out. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did you get in your own way though, um, writing this book? How did I get? Yeah, it was uh, one procrastination. Obviously, yeah. Uh, writing can really bring that out in a person, I find, when you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write for hours. Um, and it was it was funny because I had created this outline of what that I what I thought it should look like. And I was writing it and I got to what I had said was going to be chapter three and completely just blanked. And mm-hmm. every time I would sit down, I was like, I don't know what to write. 
I can't write anything. Like, this is just ridiculous. You know what? I should just give up. Um, and instead, you know, I was so sort of centered on this is how the way that it had to go. And I was like, you know what? Scrap this. So I pulled everything apart. I threw it into Trello board so I could move everything around. Um, and I realized I was stuck because chapter three was actually the last chapter. <laughs> mm, really? So I was trying to fit in this like grand finale right in the middle of the book. And so once I moved that, I was able to move forward. But really, it became about, you know, letting go of this preconceived notion of what I believed it was supposed to look like and sound mm. like and, you know, and just allowing that that flow to come out instead. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though, just realizing that, oh, whoa, this is actually the last chapter. That's, uh, that's big. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad I flipped it. <laughs> yeah. So, what is the book about in in, you know, if you can give a short, you know, uh recap of the book. Yeah, absolutely. It's a part memoir, part actionable personal development book uh to help you get out of your head and actually start living your life. So, the title is Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life: A Guide to Thriving in Our Modern World. And it's really a call to action for people who are waiting for someday or one day or, you know, that they're actually, you know, then I'll do something. And what I discovered when I was um, many, many years ago, like living a life that I thought was really going to light me up and I'd done all the things I thought I was supposed to do and it, I was miserable and I didn't believe for many years that a different type of life was possible, something that really lit me up. I just thought, oh, I guess this is what life is. And until a few things happened, it sort of broke free. I was able to realize I can do whatever the heck I want. I just have to get out of my head uh, because it's our mind and the thoughts and ideas that we create in our mind that is what holds us back like 99% of the time. And mm -hmm. so this book is really about my journey through that process, but also bringing that NLP and mindfulness meditation and all of these things in. So you get to see my journey, how I bring these things into real life as well. Okay. And did you, did you go through the NLP stuff before you wrote the book or is that something you would do kind of simultaneously with writing the book? Um, I have, uh, sorry, what's your question? <laughs> so the NLP certification <laughs> that you got, did yes. you take that, um, while you were writing the book or did you have that before you actually started writing the book? Oh yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, I, I was already certified in that prior to. Okay. So that will help you a lot just to kind of write the book as well and just kind of get all over it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, m the mindset in launching that is definitely relevant to uh, what you just talked about, you know, kind of how we get in our own way and we have all these beliefs and thoughts that kind of, yeah, just kind of screw things up for us, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how do we... How do we get away from that? How can we kind of step aside and just let things be the way they should be or let things move on as they should? Yeah, like, let me ask you, um, you know, in, in the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcasts and people that you work with and that you know, like, what are the biggest fears that are coming up for people when they're launching? I would say... It's definitely something like when you're actually in the launch and you start seeing people maybe not buy or 
stuff like that. And then you start thinking all these thoughts that, you know, oh, why am I doing this? I'm not good enough. Uh, people are not buying. Yeah. Those kind of thoughts, I would say, is probably one of the most common ones. Yeah. Awesome. Right. And I love that you took it to, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> and this is the thing, right? We, we start to see these things in our external world, like nobody has purchased. Mm-hmm. Then our mind starts going, it just floods us with all this <laughs> stuff, right? Exactly. It's like nobody purchased. Oh my gosh. You know what that means? That means I'm not good enough. That means my program has no value. That means it's never going to work. That means I'm going to go bankrupt. That means I'm going to lose my house. Oh my God. Like my world is over. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it happens. Like I also coach digital entrepreneurs, right? So it's like, I see these things and mm-hmm. people go down these spirals, right? Starts from, oh, they're not purchasing. And all of a sudden it's your own beingness, your own actual humanness, your own being that becomes part of what's at stake here, right? As if somebody not buying suddenly means anything about you, (laughs) right? But we bring it on and we take it personally and our mind just creates all these different possible scenarios that may possibly be true or might not be, and it might possibly happen in the future, but probably not. And right. Our mind just goes through all of these things and it's tough, right? Because you've put a lot on the launch. You Mm -hmm. want to get your stuff out there. You want to, you know, reach the people, make the money, do all the things that you're launching for the reason that you are doing that. And when you're not seeing that come to fruition, the number one place people go is bringing it back, right? Personal. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. catastrophize. We start to think of the very worst thing that could possibly happen from this, (laughs) right? (laughs) Whereas, I mean, what it really means is that there was a missing link somewhere in your 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 funnel or whatever it was that you were yeah. creating, right? Whether that's messaging or not enough time or not enough ad spend or whatever it is that you're doing, right? Really, it comes down to this machine. And yet our mind likes to take it to a million different places, yeah, right? Um, so is that sort of like, you know, we're talking about these are the fears that are coming up. And then what do we mm-hmm. do about that? Right? Like, yeah. How do we handle it? <laughs> or how can we get away from those kind of thoughts and beliefs that we have? Because obviously they're not serving us at all. They're not serving you at all. Exactly. Yeah. And it comes down to then noticing. Awareness. Right? Yeah. Awareness. Absolutely. <laughs> Writing them down. I like to encourage people to write them down mm-hmm. and then take them to court. <laughs> Sounds really serious. <laughs> <laughs> we are taking these thoughts to court, okay? <laughs> and just like you would do in like with a judge and a jury, what evidence do I have that this is true? Mm-hmm. Because like I said, we often spiral so far out that we create all these scenarios that aren't even true. So what evidence do I have that this is true? And what evidence do I have that maybe this isn't true? Mm-hmm. Right? And at first it becomes, you know, an actual physical, okay, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to write down the different things. But as you start to get used to doing that, you can just flip it in your head straight away. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think the most important thing about that is that our thoughts are not facts. Our thoughts are not facts. 
Okay. So just because we think it, that does not make it true. Mm. And so often we are so fast to grasp on to the thought that we just had that I'm not good enough. I'm never going to have sales, blah, 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 whatever it is that you're thinking. And what happens when you have a thought? Are you asking me? <laughs> I mean, sure. What happens when you have yeah. a thought? What happens in your body when you have a thought? Uh, you get these emotions that connects to the thoughts. 100%, right? Mm -hmm. You have emotions. You have a physiological response, right? If you're starting to think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to make a sale, you feel that anxiety, right? It taps mm -hmm. into, you start to maybe feel a little, a little shaky, a little, oh my gosh, uncomfortable, right? You start to tap into a fight or flight mechanism, right? Your, your cortisol, your stress hormone is released. And now all of a sudden you're in this sort of anxious state. You have a physiological and emotional response to the thought. And so then what happens from there is our vibrational energy field, what we're putting it out into the world is shifting just by mm -hmm. one single thought. I'm not good enough. Right? Yep. I, I love to use this example and Ken will just, we'll do it together is <laughs> what happens to you? And I'm just going to, I'm going to say something to you and I want you to describe how you feel, what happens, respond to me, whatever it is. Okay. All right. You are a purple polka dotted zebra. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that sounds funny, I guess. Okay. You yeah. smiled, you laughed, you kind of yeah, like yeah, smiled, chuckled yeah. a yeah. little bit, right? Like, uh -oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all right. I can be that. <laughs> okay, cool. Now, what if I said to you... Um, your business is never going to work out and you're never going to be able to do what you actually want in this world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a totally different feeling. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that by the way, I kind of hate this game because I feel bad <laughs> saying it, but <laughs> I didn't believe you. Okay. good. <laughs> right. But notice the energy in your body, mm -hmm. even though you're saying you don't believe me and I can, yeah. you know, but you I'm, still take it on some, kind of way strange way yeah yeah i'm watching you and when i said you're a purple polka dotted zebra you're like <laughs> a little smile like okay weirdo yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> but when i said the other one you kind of took a deep breath and we're like "Ooh, yeah mm -hmm. that doesn't feel nice yeah right and so as humans we have up to sixty thousand thoughts every single day 80 percent are negative and 95 percent are repetitive Mm -hmm. So if we're going through our launch thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, and we're repeating that, mm -hmm. how is our physiological body responding? Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. And then what type of energy are we then putting out into the world? And as we're trying to go through our launch and, and we're trying to attract this huge energy up here of a really successful launch and we're putting out energy way down below. Mm -hmm. Right? And so recognizing these thoughts. Like I say to myself all the time in my head, I'll, I'll notice a thought come in because we can never stop the thoughts. And I think this is really important, right? Mm -hmm. When people think of mindfulness or meditation, they think, oh, I've got to clear my mind of all these thoughts. And good luck. Mm 
I mean, <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> My mind can't not shut up. So yeah, good luck with <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> Even when I spent, you know, 10 days in a silent Vipassana medita- meditation retreat, my mind didn't shut off. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes I thought it got busier. I was like, what's happening here? I thought we were doing the opposite. Um, it just has its moments. It has its things it wants to share and it's trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference is when we notice a thought come through, we have a split second there to choose how we, how we respond to that, how we take that on. Mm-hmm. And so noticing them is just so important. Noticing them without judgment as much as possible. And in the beginning, that looks like, oh my God, nobody bought, I'm not good enough. And then going, okay, Candace, that's not a nice thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) What if I am good enough? What if people do buy, right? And it becomes this sort of conversation in your own mind Literally, I talk to myself all the time, catching these weird thoughts that come up and being like, oh, don't say that to yourself, <laughs> right? Before it has time to kick in. Mm-hmm. And that's what is so important, right? And that's why, you know, taking time to quiet the mind and not silence the mind, but quiet it, notice mm-hmm. it, right? Give yourself that ability so that when the thought comes up that you're not good enough, you can choose how you respond to it instead of just being overcome by it. Yeah, because it's easy to get the thought, just accept it as it is and do nothing more with that. Just let it fly by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But catching it and um, just, would you say, you are you reframing it or are you, because you say you don't want to, you know, be judgmental with that thought. So, I mean, I would think it's easy to kind of, at least in the beginning, to kind of be judgmental about thought because you're trying to catch and like, no, 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 don't think that. That's not good. And then you're kind of judging it. Yes, 100%. Yes, right? Oh, why am I thinking that? Oh, that's not a good mm-hmm. thing to think. Oh, I'm not supposed to think that. Candace said, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're right. And so what could you say to yourself instead? When you notice that, or even when you're noticing your judgment. So, yeah, you could, I mean, you could say just the opposite. I am good enough. People want to buy my stuff. Yeah. And I think when you're saying that, right. So if you're in a space where you're, you know, whatever's happening around you, you're like, I'm not good enough Mm. to say to yourself, I am good enough for some people that works. Yep. Uh, For some people, they'll be like, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) And so we can try on questions. What if I am good enough? Mm -hmm. What if I am? Right? The number one fear that we hear like in our head is often posed as a what if question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if this doesn't work? What if no one buys? What if, you know, I'm not good enough? What if they don't get value? And so how can you say, what if they do get a lot of value? What if they do buy? And it becomes a question rather than a statement that you're trying to force yourself to believe. Yeah. And it gets a little bit more of a positive reframe as well, because you're not asking the worst case scenario anymore. You're asking for the best case scenario. Absolutely. I love it. 
You said earlier, and I'm, I'm curious if you want to expand on this, that your mind is constantly going. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel that that's impacting your day-to-day, or does it? Hmm. Yeah, I think it's usually it's good stuff, but, you know, sometimes it's not, obviously. I guess it's a little bit of both, but primarily I think it's more the good stuff that comes out of it because the thoughts that I have is ideas or, you know, as a manifesting generator, I always have these things that I want to do or want to talk about. And yeah, it gets a lot, but I think it's generally good stuff. So, but obviously just like everybody else, you know, you have the bad days and the not so good thoughts, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think it's also important now I'm a big stickler for people, regardless of whether you believe your thoughts are good or bad. Um, giving your mind the quiet space without Mm -hmm. attaching, right? Because we often like, we'll do the dishes and all of a sudden um, we're we're thinking about, you know, what happens in 10 years from now? Ooh, maybe I'll have a (laughs) pony. And like, it's just like, you've just gone like so far (laughs) down a rabbit hole. Oh, that sounds so lucky me. (laughs) (laughs) Starting to have this huge discussion inside of your head when you're doing something else, yeah. Totally. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and you sometimes like you kind of like wake up from that and go, what was I just thinking about? <laughs> right? Like you've yeah. taken it so far. And it's sometimes it's fun. Like sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to daydream right now. And I'll just allow myself to create scenarios, you know, mm-hmm. but our mind is probably the only muscle in our entire body that we expect to just constantly work, mm-hmm. constantly work. Right. We don't ask, like, if I said to you, hey, can you run a marathon every day for the next 10 days? (laughs) You'd be like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) not happening. No. And even if you were the fittest person on the planet, a marathon 10 days in a row, your body's just going to be like, no, I'm not doing that. And yet we expect our mind to work at full capacity, maximum capacity all the time without Mm. giving it its own self-care, it time to breathe, it time to just be present. And Mm. when I was doing my meditation practices, right, 10 days, silent, you meditate pretty much all day, intense, um... I had my best ideas for things there. Like silent, silent, silent. All of a sudden it's just like, boom, the best idea you've ever had. I was like, wow, this is amazing. It's, it allows your brain to operate at new levels when you give it time to rest. Mm -hmm. And I think often when we're, we're in the middle of a launch or we're doing something like that, we just get so like bogged down in the doing and the rushing and, oh, I got to do this. And, oh, did I do this? And, and your mind is just so busy. Exactly. Yeah. And so giving it space to breathe is wildly important for calling in the energy and the give back that you're looking for from the universe and from your, your customers and all of that stuff. Mm. Yeah. I love that you refer to as self care for the brain basically. Um, But how do we, what are some things that we can do before we get into that launch week, you know, so we don't overstress the brain during that week? Yeah. Is there anything that we could do to take care of the brain during that time? A hundred percent. 
Um, we love it. I uh, I would say it's something I, like I encourage any of the clients that I work with to do this on a daily basis to make it part of your daily daily practice, and then you know maybe some other ways that we can ramp that up during launch. But every single day, choose at least one activity that you do every day. So mm-hmm. brushing your teeth or having a shower or doing the dishes or something like that, driving your car, right? If you actually leave your house to work, which I haven't done that in a really long time. <laughs> if you're one of those people that actually drives to work, um, you know, use that drive as a place to calm the mind, right? So if you're driving to the office or if you're driving to take your kids somewhere or pick up your kids or do something like that, right? Make that drive the practice because I'm, I know we're all busy and we're launching and we're busy, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs. And do we want to spend an hour sitting on a meditation cushion each morning? I'm going to say probably not. (laughs) (laughs) And so my favorite practice is to choose one of those activities and be there fully present. So what does that look like? If we're doing the dishes, let's say, right? When you get to the sink, notice where you put your feet. Notice if your knees are touching the counter. Notice how you're holding your body. You can even become present to which muscles are flexing to keep you standing straight, right? If you really start to pay attention, you can notice, oh, I'm using this muscle and this muscle, right? Mm -hmm. And then as you go to turn on the tap, right? Notice, does the tap feel cold? Does it feel warm, right? Not you know, this isn't judging anything or trying to, Ooh, this is going to happen. It's just very present right now. This feels warm or this feels cold. And then as the water turns on, listen to the sound Mm -hmm. as you're doing the dishes, right? Notice as you're scrubbing that piece of food off the plate, like, Ooh, it took me four scrubs to get it off. Right? Like I'm talking about be present because this is where we're normally going down a rabbit hole of mind activity. And so when we can give it that break, and like I said, it isn't about completely clearing your mind. It's about being present in the moment instead of making up stories. Mm-hmm. Our brain loves to make up stories. But- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but as you were saying, that's like, yeah, and when I'm in the car, I'm, my mind's racing. When I'm in the shower, my mind's racing. You know, whenever I'm doing something that I basically don't have to think about, the mind's racing. Yeah. So I, I think it's really good that you said, you know, just be real present about what you are actually doing in that moment because that yeah your brain is kind of occupied with that focus instead of trying to you know figure out everything else and you're going to find it difficult <laughs> most <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh when you first start this practice and it's going to feel comes, weird it's going to feel weird right yeah. i should be thinking about something i should be using this time i should be brainstorming or whatever right Um, and it's funny, I love doing the dishes because I'm just so present. Most people don't love doing the dishes because they're thinking about what they should be doing, what they could be doing. Oh, I'm going to be late for this and whatever. But if you don't allow those thoughts in, Mm -hmm. you're then creating space for just pure presence and guaranteed you're going to find a time where all of a sudden you realize that you're in la la land and you're like, oops, wait, hang on come back, right? (laughs) Feel the water, feel the pressure, feel whatever. You can do this in the shower, whatever. Um, And most people will come back to me when I make my clients go do this. And yes, well, I don't make them, but I strongly suggest that this is what they do. And they say, yeah, but it was so hard. I don't like it. I'm like, of course it's hard because you're not used to ever 
quieting your mind. Mm -hmm. And just as a little note from that, right? Remember earlier when I said to you like, oh, um, I said to you those two different comments and one you felt kind of happy, hee hee, and the other one not so much. Each thought that triggers, right? So we're having almost one thought per waking second. Mm-hmm. And statistically, the majority of those are negative. Mm-hmm. So you're creating physiological responses, even if just briefly in your body. So you're increasing your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone. You're triggering your fight or flight. When your fight or flight is triggered, the prefrontal cortex, which is behind your forehead and is responsible for problem solving, critical thinking, everything we need in a launch, okay, it goes offline. Mm -hmm. We cannot give energy to our fight or flight system and the prefrontal cortex in full amounts. And so fight or flight is here to save your life. So if you're stressed, more energy is going to that mechanism and not the prefrontal cortex. So that's why a lot of people in middle of launch feel foggy, feel like they can't, you know, they're not working at their best. Their peak performance is way off because your thoughts are creating, are triggering the stress response. And particularly during launch, you're thinking, did I get this done? Am I going to get sales? Am I, am I right? So you, you're creating all of this physiological response in your system. And exactly. so, the so more... it's no wonder why people are so exhausted when they don't, <laughs> with the launch, <laughs> when they've been through this a whole week, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so taking that time to do those activities and even taking longer activities during the launch, right? Allow yourself even more time. When you go for a walk mid-launch to de-stress, do not listen to a podcast. (laughs) Do not talk to your friend. Do not like let your brain notice the sound of your feet on the pavement Mm -hmm. or in the bushes or wherever you are, right? Um, Be, allow it to quiet allow it to just be present yeah exactly yeah because i mean it's no it's no good you know being in the launch and 24 7 being in that launch mode because the actual launch is there's not really that much actually happening you know if you look at the whole entire day it's maybe a couple hours that you need to kind of be in the moment and do the things that you need to do but other than that you can kind of just relax and let things go the way you plan it to go hopefully you plan it um yeah yeah and that's another thing right our brain often likes to make mountains out of molehills i was actually talking to a client today about you know they're getting ready for a launch and they're like but it's it's crazy and it's massive and like i just you know last night i was so stressful i said but what if it isn't Mm -hmm. what if this time you have everything planned well in advance and it's really just a matter of getting your team to send out the emails when they're supposed to go out and you popping up here like it doesn't have to be this big thing. And our mind makes it that way more than anything. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said a bit of myself. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we talked a little bit about fear and, you know, fear is your jam. So how is fear screwing up for us when it comes to launching? Because obviously one thing is to, you know, say that, you know, we don't feel good enough and all that stuff, but... There's also some types of fear that's coming up that's blocking us or holding us back. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, there's the, the regular fears of 
I'm not going to get my people in. I'm not going to get the results I want. Right. Those are the types of fears I think that are pretty common. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also the fears of like, if this does go well. Mm, Yeah. Right. Well, then, you know, what if people don't like it? And, you know, you have this fear of getting the feedback, right? You have fear that, um, you know, what if it's actually going to, what if it's more than, what if I've bit off more than I can chew, right? Mm -hmm. What if I get so many people that I feel overwhelmed and I can't do it, right? Sometimes our fears are very obvious. What if I don't get sales? But sometimes our fears are more hidden. Yeah, it's almost like you want, well, let's say you're afraid of, you know, getting that success and people signing up for uh, a beta course or something like that. And then, you know, you get people to actually sign up. And it's like, oh, man, I wish they didn't sign up because I don't know if I can do this. You know? Yes. It's almost like you, you don't want people to join. Yes. And it's so important to understand those fears. And most mm-hmm. people will say like, oh, no, that's not me. I want this. Okay, but I want you to get like – real with yourself. Okay. (laughs) Is there, and the fear could look just something like a fleeting moment where you go, but if I get them, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. Right. I have a lot of people tell me like, Oh, I did everything right. I put all the pieces in place, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just not getting it. And it's like, great. Well, you know, last week you told me you were scared that if you did get it, You aren't going to be able to deliver. So are you energetically pushing these people away? Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, what I do a lot with NLP, right, is like in my client sessions, we do one-on-one NLP. We do time techniques and we do stuff like that to uncover what some of these actual fears and blocks are that we might not be consciously aware of. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Like a client of mine we found out through one of these sessions that the reason they weren't showing up is because of something that happened when they were two years old and what their mother said to them. Wow. Yeah. And that, right. It was like, it was basically like, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to want this? Right. Mm -hmm. And that stayed. And every time she tried to move forward and move forward, it was like this fear would come up of being judged of people thinking, who does she think she is to want this? Right. And we were able to tap in and release that. Right. And, and she was then able, she's actually just like finished doing some stuff recently and she's got her first clients and everything. It's super amazing. Right. But oftentimes these blocks, we don't even, we might realize, but I think we don't think that they're blocking us. Yeah. I mean, there's one thing to kind of know about them, but be aware of them and kind of dealing with them. I mean, that's two different things. Yeah. So yeah. Right. There's, there's kind of two levels of fear the way that, the way that I see it. Right. There's the ones Mm -hmm. that were like, Oh, I'm scared. I'm launching. I'm scared. Nobody's going to show up. I'm scared that I'm not good enough. Right. And then there's the deep fears. And oftentimes we catch glimpses of them. Mm -hmm. But we're like, oh, there's no way that that's affecting me. Oh, there's no way. Oh, that seems ridiculous. Right. And we try to we try to push them off. But they're important because if that is something that is in your subconscious deep down preventing you, then you're going to keep doing all the things and doing more and more and more and more. 
and maybe you will find success, but you won't find the high levels of success that you truly desire until you let go of that subconscious block. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's that. So again, I think it all comes back to awareness. Yeah. That's the first step with everything. Absolutely. A mm-hmm. hundred, right? It's, it's, you need to be aware that there could be something else at play here that's mm-hmm. blocking you, right? Aware of your fears that are coming up straight up, being honest with yourself about any other fears that you kind of think maybe they show up, they showed up once, but mm, no, I'm fine, right? Tap into those. Because we, we tend to push them away and try to pretend that we're not really scared of it or mm-hmm. that it will be fine. And, uh, you know, we just basically are allowing it to keep going underneath the surface. And so bringing attention to that is so important. Why don't we just go ahead and talk a little bit about more things that are a little bit more positive and abundant? Because our mind is not all negative, obviously, as you kind of touched on earlier so what are some good things good vibes you know that the brain is actually doing for us yeah um it's it isn't all bad and i love to reiterate that our brain biologically its job is to keep us safe safe Mm. right so it's just trying to do its job and we have come so far as humans as far as how we live our lives that it's not quite catching up that like we're not always in danger so it's creating danger for us sometimes and it 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 takes things a little too far and that's just how it is naturally mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we need to feed that part of it and instead right once we become aware of that once we see what it's doing once we see it's making up stories all day and we can choose whether we want them to be true or not true, right? We have that choice. Every thought that comes up, we can say, that's true, or that's not true. I'm choosing a different one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And so it becomes sort of a game of like watching the thoughts that come in, choosing if you like it, is it serving you, right? Is that thought serving you? And if it is not, then choose a different one. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And if it is serving you, then double down and go for it, (laughs) right? (laughs) Keep going with it. And that's part of how you can retrain your brain. So those statistics, right, of the 80% negative, 95% repetitive, those are on more of an untrained mind, Mm -hmm. right? So the more that you focus on bringing that awareness in, Noticing those thoughts that are coming up and shifting them is so powerful. And you can retrain the brain to bring in more positivity bias instead of its natural negativity bias. Exactly. Right? So that, I mean, that looks on focusing on the good, right? We so often experience something good and go, woohoo, that's great, and carry on. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we experience (laughs) something negative, we're like, ruminating on that for mm-hmm. hours and thinking about it <laughs> it's not like oh yeah that was okay and move on like, no. it's quite <laughs> right? the opposite you really dwell on it yes but it doesn't have to be that way that's a choice mm-hmm. right so if you say to somebody like how was your day today they'll be like oh my gosh i got i got into the office and then i spilled coffee on my pants and then blah 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 and then you'll be like oh and didn't you like you know didn't your boss take you out for lunch Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened too. 
<laughs> right? It's like, hmm, okay. So <laughs> it becomes a conscious decision to say, okay, what happened that was great today? Mm-hmm. Right? What was really awesome? And when you have positive moments, allow yourself to take that pause, just like you would do if something really crappy happened, right? You take that pause and go, man, that was terrible. You try to recollect your thoughts, be like, well, it's done now. This is what I do, right? Something terrible happens. I'm just like, take a breath, choose my thoughts, regulate my nervous system and keep going. And we do the same thing with positive things. And that's going to help us train the brain. So when something positive happens, stop for a moment, notice how it feels, allow yourself to have a little smile and like ingrain that in your mind, just like you would a negative experience. So before we wrap this up, obviously, um, you have one more thing that you want to share. What is that? Yeah, it's really on this note of, you know, bringing in the possibility, right? We have this, we have these fears, we have these thoughts that our mind is going through. We've got all this stuff going on inside your mind. And when we bring it back to our energy, right? Our, is our energy that we're putting out positive? And is it open to receive what we truly want? And we can start to notice whether or not we're truly open to receiving with like, a few small things, right? If you, if somebody um, gives you a compliment, how do you feel? Does it make you feel uncomfortable? Does it make you feel like, Ooh, yeah, thank you. Right. How do you respond? Do you just say, wow, thank you. Or do you say, Oh my gosh, thank you. You know what? You're really good at that, that, that too. Right. Do you feel the need to respond with another compliment or can you just accept it and say, thank you and carry on? Does it make you feel uncomfortable, right? Exactly. If, if somebody is, you know, you're out with somebody and they're like, oh, here, let me buy, let me buy that dinner for you. Or you're like, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. No, I can do this. I got it. Or do you say, wow, that's so nice of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And if you are right, if you're the per- type of person that when somebody compliments you, you're like, oh yeah, thanks. Uh, and get nervous and then go, and you, you're, you're blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, it's evidence that your being is not a hundred percent open to receiving. And when we're in a launch or any time in business, if we are not truly, truly open to that receiving and that we a hundred percent are like, yes, all right, give it to me, (laughs) right? We will be met with resistance always. Mm -hmm. And so if you are noticing that you have difficulties receiving compliments or getting, you know, receiving gifts or anything like that, how can you shift that? Right. And you can focus on, you know, just each and every day, you know, I'm open, I'm ready. Let's get this right. I'm ready to receive. Please let me receive and practice when you do receive compliments or when you do receive other things, just practice being in that state of thank you. (laughs) and just leaving it at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love this. That was really good. Thank you for uh, sharing that in the last minute here, because um, that was an important one. Thank you. Thank you. 
Um, so obviously you have a book. So where can people pick up that book, first of all? That book is on my website, CandiceJames.com uh, forward slash book. Mm -hmm. And it's all right there. All right there. And if they want to connect with you or work with you, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, everything is on CandiceJames.com or I'm on the Instagrams at CandiceJames.kj. Great. Awesome. We'll link up everything in the show notes so that people have something to click on and they can get on it. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your expertise. And um, I think this was a really interesting conversation because this is obviously something that people struggle with when they are actually launching and, you know, not just launching, but in life in general as well. I would really, yeah. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. So, and thank you to everybody who's listening in today and we'll catch up again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.